0: Right, and we are back with another edition of Bosnian American Professionals Podcast, and with me today is my co-host Adis Avdić, and a special guest that I'm gonna let Adis introduce him. In Hi,
1: I'm uh, Dr. Avdić, a chiropractor here in uh, Saint Louis, and our guest today is Benjamin Chehij. He is uh, involved with the science and uh, climate engineering. So, yeah, Benjamin. Tell us more about yourself. So, uh, I'm a Bosnian citizen
2: or Bosnian American citizen. I came here in '99 uh, from Germany. Ever since then, I've been in the uh, St. Louis area. From that time, I've always had a passion for science, environment, and other things, uh, social issues in the uh, St. Louis area and across the world. So, tackling bigger fish than me. Well, <laughs> all right. Uh, so,
0: so we're going we're gonna to be talking about some, you know, the, the big issue nowadays is the climate change, right? And there's like the believers and non-believers. And right. I guess, you know, you're kind of going to shine a bit of light on, on that issue for us. But and so, Adis has got a question for you. Yeah,
1: before we get into climate, uh, what year did you move from, uh, from Bosnia to Germany? I was there, so I was born in 92, and
2: I was there for about a year for a year after I was born.
1: So ninety three ninety eight you were in Germany? Yeah, ninety three, yeah. so we were actually this well, pretty much with any, any guess we have was uh we talk about the first impression of uh US. What did you I mean, you were relatively young, you were seven years old yeah. when you came, so what was your impression of US when Did you come to St. Louis directly or did you go
2: somewhere else? We were in Germany and then we went straight to St. Louis. So I remember in Germany there was no black people, no Asians, no Mexicans. The only time I saw a black guy was on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's it. And then when I came to, uh, when I came to St. Louis, you know, I was so many different people. There was a culture shock around, you know, but it was nice. You know, it was going from the same stagnant group of people in Germany to you know, uh, coming here and I remember they were more welcoming here because in Germany they had signs like Aus, Auslander, you know, get out, outsider, you know, referring to us, you know, refugees at the time. And so, but then we came here and completely different. You know, there wasn't a, uh, any weird signs or, you know, anything of that nature.
0: Yeah. I think that's kind of my experience as well with Germany because I also spent uh, almost seven years in, in, in Cologne or near Cologne in Germany and First of all, I want to say thank you to Germany for accepting so many, you know, Bosnian refugees when, you know, when they needed it the most, but deep down inside, I, I felt the same way that most um, foreigners in Germany were kind of looked yeah. down on, you know, and they were always kind of looked at, you know, second class citizens. Now that's just my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it has improved since, you know, I've been there, but that was also also my experience. and so. You were seven when you came to the United States. Where did you go to high school? I guess where did you start school here in Saint Louis?
2: I started in Oak Hill Elementary. Okay. That was off of uh, Chippewa and Morgan Ford, and then I moved. And for middle school, I went to Gateway Middle and North, kind of like North City, and then I went to Gateway High School. And I graduated in two thousand and ten, and then I went to I Got my little bachelor's in science in two thousand and fourteen. So, I did everything on time.
1: <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Rushed through it all. So. Very nice. So, the company that you're involved now is uh, geoengineering. uh
2: Yes, so what I'm doing now is I'm looking into what I'm looking into. I'm part of an organization called Mm geoengineeringwatch.org. Head of that organization is Dane Wigington, a phenomenal individual. A man who's given more than many would believe to uncover the impacts of climate engineering. As a result, you know, I was inspired by his work and I knew that this man couldn't do it alone, you know, considering the fact uh, where we're standing right now. Today I'll tell you a lot of things that will probably be a shock to most of you, that, that isn't being talked about in media, but in the science community it is being talked about. And then uh, and I started on my own organization, Midwest Climate Engineering Watch, which we're still getting the paperwork for. Pretty soon it'll launch, probably mid-summer. So I have a, I have a great little team of Dane, or not Dane, I'm sorry, Dana, Tom and Helene phenomenal individuals
0: awesome well uh, let's so start with the question what is climate engineering
2: climate engineering is any man-made uh, attempt to alter the climate whether it's for warfare purposes or to general you know to affect the weather in a way to mitigate extreme weather temperatures
0: wow I didn't even know that stuff existed I mean <laughs> I may have heard about it but you don't you don't think about it too much but i guess it's it's a real thing out there maybe. it's
2: been going on for 70 years since world war ii wow yeah we have uh and his organization uncovered an 800 page seven document that was around the 1970s that shows that uh the document stated that 13 universities partnered with the government are in charge of doing these programs and what also is in charge of these programs but these programs also uh, require is intercountry cooperation. Countries across the world have to cooperate to make it happen. Regardless of their political affiliation, their stance, they all have to work together. Um, and this also has been proven that numerous countries have it. So China in 2009 caused uh, like they created weather, they created snow in their country. As a result, it did billions of dollars in damage. Russia is manipulating the weather on a constant basis. They're shooting missiles in the air to, do, you know, to affect the clouds, or to seed the clouds to break them up. You know, one of their mayors in one of their towns doesn't like it to rain, so he has the jets fly over, seed the clouds to break them apart so it doesn't rain. Business Insider came out about a month ago and said that there's 52 countries worldwide that are, that
1: are in weather manipulation technology.
0: Wow. It's, no. been it's being kept under wraps, huh? Talking about yeah. those missiles, I remember uh, back
1: in Bosnia when I lived there, and uh, they would actually shoot those missiles when they didn't want the rain. So, what's your opinion on that? What's, what's the uh, repercussions that come to that? Climate engineering
2: is, you have nuclear destruction, which is the worst. Climate engineering is right there, it's right next to it. Climate engineering is so destructive that currently, right now, we're all feeling it in a way that People just can't imagine. So imagine climate. This is how I. This is the analogy I use. Climate change itself is like taking out the trash. If your trash cans in the kitchen, you're putting trash in the kitchen, but you're not taking. You're not taking the trash out of the kitchen. So trash just kind of builds over time. At some point, it's going to be too much. It's good. You know, you're not going to be able to live in that home anymore. But in time, you know, what climate engineering says is, oh well, we know how to get rid of this trash. What we'll do is we'll put a fire. We'll put kerosene. On the trash, and we'll throw a match on it. Well, we'll get rid of the trash, but at the same time, there goes the kitchen. There goes the kitchen. There goes the house. There goes everything. You know, it's a it's it's a radical, a radical uh, use of technology to change to fix something so simple. You know.
0: So everybody talking about this climate change. Mm-hmm. And it appears is actually, you know, climate engineering at work here where, you know, everybody's ma- trying to make us believe, if you believe in climate change, that it is man-made, that we are producing all these gases that are kind of screwing the planet over. Mm-hmm. But you're basically telling us here that governments are purposefully doing it to change climate, and that has got greater effect than these, you know, gases that we kind of create every yes. day.
2: Yes, anthropogenic activity, which is human activity, is also very does have an effect on the climate. Like I said, you can throw out you can throw a certain amount of trash in the kitchen, but if you don't take it out, you're going to pay the price at some point. However, climate climate engineering, what it's doing is, it you know you're messing with the weather, you're playing God with the weather, and the way you're when you're playing with the weather, you're disrupting so many things: the hydrological cycle, hibernation. Um, ocean temperatures, everything is being affected. So right now we're gonna go what's called a blue ocean event where all the ice caps are gonna be melted in Antarctica. So we're looking at an ice-free ocean this year or next year, gone. mainstream media saying five years, no, we're looking at it by the end of either this year or next year, no more ice in Antarctica. And that's because of these uh, programs that they're using. These programs aren't just catastrophic on their Mm -hmm. own, just because of the, the use and their effect on the climate but also the materials used are also affecting us in the long term. So one of the main materials used in climate engineering is aluminum, aluminum nanoparticulates. It's uh, mined and refined out of the ground. And whenever these airplanes, you can see them all the time. When you look up in the atmosphere, you see these planes leave trail to trail, horizon to horizon, these horrific grid patterns that don't seem to end. Conspiracy theorists call them chemtrails, and they say crazy things about them, but it's not. don't listen to that. And then the people that say it's a vapor trail—that's not it either. Vapor doesn't sit around that long. If it did, if that was the case, how many times on a cold winter day did you did you breathe and your breath just hung around you? You know, just followed you around wherever you went. You know, it's not possible. We found that with these airplanes, when they're spraying these uh, toxic heavy metals, they're coming down on us. They have a resonance time, which means they sit about in the atmosphere 12 to 24 hours, and they come down and we breathe them in. And we're seeing increased medical problems across the country I think they said recently that number three killer in the us is respiratory disease why is breathing killing us well it's because we're breathing these heavy top heavy metals in whatever they're flying in through the atmosphere they you know they've proven that these materials are bio bioavailable they go straight into your body and they go straight to your lung lining and then you know they, they stick to your cells they stick to your organs and you just can't you know, you can't get rid of them. Uh, they're extremely dangerous, and as a result, you see autism rates, Alzheimer's rates, you see all these neurological disorder rates go up, like Parkinson's and everything. They found that in a study, in a 100-year lifespan, with no introduction of aluminum, no, that, that, that individual will not have any kind of neurological disorders. But with the introduction of aluminum, they're gonna have all these health issues.
0: Wow, that's a little scary, man, it is.
2: It is, mm. you know, and that's why, you know, I've, I found that I needed to do this along with these individuals that I work with, especially uh, Geoengineering Watch's Dane Wigington, phenomenal individual. And when you find out what's going on, when you see, when you do the soil samples, the test samples, and everything that these climate patents are saying, we have them all on the website on geoengineeringwatch.org. All of them, we have all the patents listed that the government has. And we, we have all of them set up, and what ends up happening is the soil tests, the water test, the precipitation tests show that the exact materials used in these patents were finding in the rain, in the snow, in the soil, and now Dave Wingetan and his organization modified a Cessna airplane, and you know they're doing atmospheric measurements, so they're picking up the materials in the atmosphere behind these trails, and lo and behold, it's not water vapor, it's not jet fuel, it's these materials once more. Another group of scientists found E. coli at 33,000 feet. What is a coli doing at thirty-three thousand feet in the air? It's it's another of the uh, materials used in climate engineering.
0: Wow. So I guess climate engineering is pretty much the sole cause of, or, or the you know uh, most significant cause of climate change. So what do you tell these deniers of, of climate change?
2: I tell them that they need to stop being ideological and start investigating the truth. You know. Uh, I'm not asking anybody here to believe me, nor do I want you to. I don't want you to think everything I'm saying is. I want you to look into the information I'm presenting. If you agree with it, you agree. If you don't, you don't. But everything else, everything I am saying and people in Geoengineering Watch are saying, is is on peer-reviewed, factual science. So if I myself, you know, uh, you know, somebody who isn't as involved as Dane or these other individuals are, can find that there is something going on in the atmosphere, there is something going on that's affecting health and development of people. Just based upon climate engineering, people should be able to figure it out themselves. I think a lot of it is people refuse to accept that there's, you know, bad things going on in this world. And they live in what's called normalcy bias, you know, they just, everything is, that's how it's supposed to be, that's how it goes, nothing's going to, you know, change that.
0: Wow. you know, at the end of the day, there's always scientists on each spectrum of, of an issue. And then, you know, obviously there are scientists that are saying, you know, uh, climate engineering is real and these are the, you know, uh, proofs that we've got for it. And then are there people, are there scientists out there that are saying it's all BS?
2: Yes, there's actually a huge movement against us. Um, and it's actually from the scientists that are doing it. Uh, Dr. David Keith from Harvard MIT, uh, Douglas McMartin from Caltech, Paul Beckwith, uh, all these individuals have come on record and said that they're not doing these programs. But what's funny is you can pull up a video, Dane Wiggiton confronts David Keith, and in this four minute video, David Keith goes into that they want to put 20 million tons of aluminum in the atmosphere. And Dan, Wig- Dan Wiginton then says, well, won't that have an impact? Won't the submicron particles have an impact on human health and you know, planetary, you know, planetary health? He goes, we have not published research on it. He said, we will, he's like, he specifically said, we will, we have not published research on it and we're not looking to do so at this time. Because if we do, we know that there's going to be issues and people are going to talk about it. But right now, you know, we need to do these, do this climate engineering programs. And he also said that, you know, this is free riding on our grandkids. So they're, in their minds, their grandchildren, you know, the generation after us is going to somehow fix these issues. But there won't be a generation after us if these programs continue. We found by 2026, there, it is zero hour for wildlife on this planet, mathematically speaking, by 2026. So all wildlife will be gone. These programs are causing huge destruction of the biosphere beyond what people can imagine 80 to 90 percent fish collapse insect collapse animal collapse across the board why do you think there's so many mosquitoes and ticks out right now because their natural predators are gone all their predators are gone it is a cycle that just won't stop it is madness And, and, and it's you know on its forefront what people don't understand is just like the way they see it is It's kind of like a heroin junkie. They, they think the only way they can get through heroin is by injecting more heroin But in reality, you need to stop it. You know, the withdrawals will be bad. Just like stopping climate engineering will be bad for a while But we need to salvage what we have to protect the biosphere, you know, at the end of the day. That's what we need to do But it, there just doesn't seem to be any budging on that end, you know, with mainstream media and academics They don't seem to be Dane Wingington confronted, and did a, or didn't confront, but did a debate with Douglas McMartin from Caltech, and he's one of the leading geoengineers, and he absolutely wiped the floor with him. He's part of these programs, and he can he just kept moving the goalposts. He kept telling Dane what his definition of stratosphere was, what his definition of these things were, what his definition of, you know, not the science terms, not what, you know, peer-reviewed science stated this is, he kept on his, what he believed it to be, because he had no way of defending you know what the factual proof of it was.
0: Well, that's scary. Is it too late if they stop now?
2: Right now, it is. We've done permanent damage to this planet. There is no way to there is no way to avoid that. Permanent damage has been done. Um, it is not too late to save the biosphere, though. The remaining parts of this world that we can save the life on it. There's it's not too late to save. But in the short term, you will see. In the next few years you will see very very bad things unfolding for example did you know last year that 500 tornadoes hit the uh, United States record-breaking we're in our 400 plus record-breaking month of temperatures you know it's uh, for you know it's everything is going bad because of what because of the abuse of technology that humanity has decided to do it seems to be that Technology is moving faster than human thought, and we're just doing what we think is right without actually taking the time to research, like the impacts of like five G. 5G. Five G is going to have even, even it's just it's just a we're getting pincered on both sides between five G and climate engineering. It's all gonna, if you know, so it's all gonna eat us up alive.
0: Wow. You know, from you talking right now, I'm just imagining those those, you know, end of the world movies like Water World and Kevin Costner like, like floating <laughs> yeah. around. Or or you know, those those frozen worlds where everything just all of a sudden freezes over and you're like, Oh my god, I'm just gonna die You know, you're kinda scaring me, man.
2: I know it's a it's a definitely a scary topic and when I looked into it myself I wasn't happy with what I saw but You know when you see it you're obligated you know to do something when you have kids or grandkids you're obligated to do something you owe them a future you owe them you know the next generation you owe all the life on this planet a future you know and so whether whether we want to bury our heads in the sand and believe that none of this is going on everyone's entitled to do that but everybody needs to take a hard look at what's going on and really come out and do something you know it's dane and myself and others across the country, we're not enough to shift the tides. We ask constantly that people help us. We ask constantly, you know, we don't ask for money, we don't ask for donations, we don't ask for nothing. We just ask people to be educated and to confront this issue because these issues have to go to our politicians. They have to go, you know, to, to, to these so-called leaders in this country that don't seem to be doing anything for us other than keep taking things away from us and keep, you know, causing us to go, you know, sink like a ship. No, it's what we where we're at right now as a species, we're just arranging deck chairs on a Titanic.
0: So we're sinking huh?
2: Yeah. You know, it's just imagine a boat, one one end is in the water, the other ends on top. The people up top are saying, Well it's not gonna happen to us. You know, that's that's how it is. You know, one side is sinking, the other the people that are floating up top are thinking everything's okay. But it is bad, but there is still time to change. There's still time to do something about it. You know, everything can be stopped, but it takes effort.
0: And it's got to go cold turkey.
2: It has to. It will be bad. There will be ridiculous storms. There will be crazy weather phenomenon, but it will, at some point, go back to normal. It will take time. You know, we will see a lot
1: of issues, no doubt. But So do you see in any near future that this will actually pass by? the lawmakers and they'll be they'll change the uh, climate engineering? I
2: think so, but it would be too late. I think by the time people realize what's happening, it'll be too late to turn it around. You know, everybody's so focused on the Blues games, the Cardinals, Walmart's still selling stuff, McDonald's are still selling stuff, Burger King's still selling stuff, but they don't realize that the U.S. is importing billions of dollars of food from the other countries. You know, this flooding here, what's going on? Um, that's affecting farmland here. Food prices are going to go up, and that's all. All this rain, everything, all of it's climate engineered. All of it, and they do it to hide the fact that there that there's abnormally high temperatures across the world. Japan just had record breaking temperatures, and 600 people got hospitalized, and if, uh, or 600 people, yeah, were suffered from some kind of heat thing, and I think like a few were were killed. Australia. India just had 123, 124 degree temperatures in their country. Australia, the roads are melting, you know. We have a map, Uh, I wish I would have brought it. It shows an anomalous cool zone in the country, uh, you know, in the world, where it's coldest. While everything else is on fire, you see that the U.S. is somehow the coolest. How is that possible? North Pole's on fire, South's on fire, East and West are on fire, but somehow the U.S. is somehow cold. Well, the country with the largest military is going to you know, protect itself and make sure that it's doing okay.
0: Thank God you're here. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, uh, I do want to be respectful a few times. So for people that that want to find more about Mm -hmm. the work that you do, find more about climate engineering Mm -hmm. and, um, I guess, which leads to climate change, what's the website again?
2: Go to geoengineeringwatch.org. Right there is Dane Wigington and his Mm -hmm. organization. Um, he has done extensive work with him and his team, and it's, uh, you can find anything and everything on there. There's thousands of articles of not of peer-reviewed science, of soil samples, of research, of non-stop uh, studies that have been published that all show what's going on.
0: Um, well, guys, you heard it here first. Go find out what's going on mm. with the world. Um, Benjamin, I forgot to ask you, what, what part of Bosnia are you from? Prieto. Okay, from Predor. So from Predor to saving the world here in the United States (laughs) through awareness of, you know, climate engineering. Um, Thank you so much for stopping by, talking to us about this important issue. Well, thank thank you for having me.
2: Thank you for having me. I think thank you guys for letting me talk about it and, you know, giving me a platform to bring this issue out.
0: Certainly. Certainly. Mm -hmm. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. You have yourself a wonderful rest of the day, wonderful rest of the week, and stay safe out there.
1: Thank you all.